0: 45-hour post-education for Florida Real Estate Sales Associates by Edward J. O'Donnell. Follow the legislative mandate to increase professionalism of licensees. If you think that a textbook will help you, you have two choices, a physical textbook or an ebook. Just click on the link below to purchase. At the beginning of each section is an introductory paragraph designed to set the tone for the units. In that section, a second paragraph given the reason for focus of the subject area described. The sections comprise 14 units. Each unit in the manual is divided into the following parts. Unit material, key term practices, and answers to the discussion exercises. Each unit overview offers a summary of the subject area covered. Each unit in the textbook lists learning objectives. Key term list is a teaching vehicle at the beginning of the unit rather than alert you at the beginning of the unit. Only the important terms used in each unit are listed. Many key terms from FREC Course 1 for Sales Associate are used in the unit, but are not identified as such in the textbook. This post-licensing course is a follow-up course building on your knowledge learned and experience gained rather than repeating Course 1 material. Each unit in this manual contains a fill-in-the-blank quiz using some key terms shown in the unit. Near the end of each unit in the textbook is a short synopsis of the major points. Practice exam multiple choice questions follow each unit and are similar to those found in the practice final exam and on the end of course exam. The answers to the quizzes are at the end of each unit in this manual and in the answer key in the back of the manual. If you think that a textbook would help you, you again have two choices. You can purchase a physical textbook. Or you can purchase the ebook. Just click on your choice to purchase. A glossary of key terms is included to help students increase their real estate vocabulary. Section one laying the foundation for a successful career. Unit one talks about legal issues and risk management. Unit two fair housing and the American with Disabilities Act. Unit three business planning and time management. Section two obtaining listings that sell. Unit 4, prospecting for listings. Unit 5, pricing the property to sell. Unit 6, making the listing presentation. Unit 7, listing contracts. Section 3, selling real property. Unit 8, working with buyers. Unit 9, sales and option contracts. Unit 10, writing and presenting the offer. Section 4, Financing and Closing Real Estate Transactions. Unit 11, Exploring Mortgage Alternatives. Unit 12, Acquiring Financing for Property. And Unit 13, Closing the Transaction. Section 5, Analyzing and Managing Investment Properties. Unit 14, Analyzing and Managing Investment Properties. And your practice exam answer and rationale. Final word, many students have a negative view of the post-licensing only because the attendance is mandatory. This is an excellent opportunity for you to gain from the educational experience. I will do all I can to help you become more comfortable and competent in your real estate activities. I want you to know the rewards you'll receive in the business from study in each area being presented and discussed. I will throughout the course be making and keeping the learning alive, examples from my professional experiences to make teaching points. If you think that a textbook will help you, you have two choices, a physical book, or again, you can purchase the e-book. That's your choice to purchase. Your guide, Vinnie DeRosa, Florida Real Estate Licensed Instructor Since 1980 part of Florida Real Estate University. 45-hour post-licensing education for real estate sales associates. Edward J. O'Donnell, Real Estate Education's textbook or course. Unit 14, Analyzing and Managing Investment Properties. Changes and trends in the business economy. There are three basic categories of cycles. Seasonal, occurs once each year, okay? You know, the four seasons. Cyclical, wave-like movements of increase and decrease based on the economic activities. And specific, occur in specific sectors of the economy. And we can talk about those as we go down the road. Seasonal variations arise from nature and custom. Nine-month school year, yeah? Affects residential sales, tourism to the warm weather, access during winter, uh, areas during the winter, sorry, holiday increase, retail sales, construction stops in the winter, and months in the north. So there are seasonal variables, and a lot of people try to get in before school starts or before Christmas, you know, or, uh, you know, they're trying to get you know, ahead of the game at certain times of the year. And those are the busiest times for closings. Cyclical fluctuations have four phases. Expansion, high demand, productivity increases, prices increase. Recession, defined as two quarterly declines in the GDP, which we haven't had. Contraction, begins after a recession. Low consumer confidence, low productivity, and high unemployment, which we haven't had. And recovery, defined as two quarterly increases in the GDP, which we've had. So we're on an upward trend in our cyclical phases. And again, it goes up and down with time. With the last four or five years, it's, it's been on the plus side. Specific cycles. Well, they're similar to business cycles. It occurs in a specific sector of the economy and don't always coincide with the cycles of general business. So business may be up, but there's other things that may be down. Random changes, irregular fluctuations caused by legislative and judicial decisions. Yeah, the legislature can really mess us up. Strikes, which we don't have in Florida because we are a right-to-work state. Wars, we haven't had any. Fires, we've been fortunate. We're not out west, not in California. Storms, we've been lucky this storm season again, too. We didn't have that many storms. And flooding, we're not in that area where it floods a lot. So those are all fluctuations in the the process of buying and selling homes. The real estate economy, subject to long and short-term cycles. Long-term is 15 to 22 years. Short-term is about three years. Availability of money is a controlling factor. Yeah, if there's cheap money out there, people are going to borrow and buy. Monthly report of housing starts is an important indicator. It tells you how many new family starts are being uh, started up. And again, and it, it has a big, a big influence. And we're hearing, you know, just stuff out there. Baby boomers, not baby, well, not the baby boomers, I'm sorry, the millennials, are waiting longer to buy because they're far in debt because of college. So that is a big impact on it. Advantages of investing in real estate. Leverage. Using other people's money to increase your investor's return. Good returns. There's income tax shelter, primarily from depreciation, and personal control. So if you're going to invest in real estate, there are pluses. Now there are also minuses. Managing. Uh, You buy a house to rent. You're going to have to manage their time. You're going to, have to take care of it. High capital requirements, you're going to have to put some money into it. Poor liquidity. If you need to sell it tomorrow, you may not be able to sell it. Uh, there is personal stress, high risk. Uh, static risk can be insured, but dynamic risk can be reduced by careful analysis. Yeah. You go in and buy, you know, a couple of investment rentals, and before you know it, you got an air conditioner, you got a roof, or whatever it may be, and you're not liquid enough, it creates stress. Types of investment. Raw land, very risky. Most important, determined by value of the location. I have done most of my investing in land my entire adult life. Uh, I've done residential income properties, which is the next category single family homes, usually the first purchase. Multifamilies are more effective. Uh, I've done single family, I like them. Anytime I got into multifamily, it was a disaster. You got a duplex. You got one good tenant and you got one bad tenant. Now you got no tenants. So single family is my personal preference on the residential. Raw land, I love raw land. Uh, Office buildings, I've never done an office building. I've done commercial properties. And I've not done any kind of industrial properties because there is risk with that. And there's also a limited market for that. Commercial properties, if you go up and down the street, look at all these strip centers that are empty. Uh, tons of office buildings that are empty. why people are working from home the internet's changed all this in the last 15, 20 years. So you do a market analysis and there are five major factors: boundaries and land use, transportation utilities, neighborhood economy, supply and demand, and the neighborhood amenities and, and facilities. You know you're going is there a reason to put this? Is there a demand here? Is, is there you know enough of a demand to, to invest? You're going to do financial analysis which is the first animal in the group called PGI, estimated potential gross. This is what you're thinking you're going to bring it in. EGI is effective gross income. This is your PGI, the potential, minus what they call vacancy and collection, VNC. You're not going to have 100% occupancy 100% of the time. You're going to have some VNC from the PGI. You're going to have your operating expenses, your OE. Now, you know, you got some operating expenses. You got things you got to pay for, uh, establish a reserve for replacements. You got roofs. You got air conditioning. You got plumbing. You got electrical. Those are the things that have to be taken care of. So that gives you your estimated net operating income. So you take your net and you deduct that amount from your operating account to get to your EGI. So I have my net. I take away my operating, I have my effective gross. This is how much I have left in my pocket. And that determines the pre-tax cash flow. So now you got to deduct your mortgage payment from your NOI to get there. Complicated? Now there's spreadsheets and there's calculations to do all this stuff. So, you know, the days of having to do it on a spreadsheet is gone or manually. Three types of operating expenses. You got fixed, they don't vary. They're proportional to the occupancy rate. You know, they're fixed, you know, whatever it may be. Variables move in cannot in concert with the occupancy. They go up or down. Our reserves, annual charge for accounts for future maintenance. So you have fixed expenses. Your real estate taxes are fixed. You may have uh, uh uh cable TV that's included in it. You may have security that's there. That's kind of a fixed, it could be a variable too. So it depends on on the type of property and all of the uh, ingredients that make up the uh, cash flow. Owner-Broker Relationship. Owner-Broker usually acts as a single agent, employer, employee, trustor, trustee. License and Requirements. Any person who rents or leases real estate must have a license, with two exceptions. Salaried employees work at an in-site on-site rental office. Salaried managers of condos or co-ops who rent individual units if the rents are for periods not to exceed one year. And then you have property managers of certain community associations must con- must obtain a community manager's license. What are your elements of your contract? Well, identify the parties and the property. What's your term of your contract? Who's responsible? What are the responsibilities of the manager? What are the responsibilities of the owner? Fees, leasing, commissions, and signatures. So if you're going to go into a management operation, you're going to have to have all these dots and T's and crosses done in order for you to have a management contract with a company. And you can do that as a real estate company. Federal withholding taxes for rental income for foreign investors. you got seller who's from uh, Canada selling property. Well, property managers must withhold 30% of rent and remit it to the IRS. The owner is exempt if the owner state's income is effectively connected with his U.S. business. Notify the manager with a form. Property manager is the withholding agent. Withholding agent is personally responsible for the taxes. So you've got foreign investors who are in your property that you're managing, and they now want to sell. Well, you're going to have to hold back some of the cash to pay any kind of taxes they may have. There's all kinds of maintenance issues with commercial type properties or investment properties. You got a lot of preventive maintenance, preserve physical integrity. You don't want the place deteriorating. Regular maintenance activities. You want to keep it well maintained. Corrective maintenance. Go fix stuff that's broken. Don't let it sit there longer. Don't have a leak keep leaking. Routine maintenance. Common areas. Ground keeping. Keep it looking nice. New construction maintenance. New wallpaper, carpeting. You know. By increasing the cosmetic look of it, you can increase your yield tremendously. And and some functioning things you can change, but some of the things that aren't functioning, it's it's too costly to change. Deferred maintenance. Necessary maintenance that cannot or will not be performed. Results in physical deterioration. Tenants aren't happy. Reduced rents. So you've got a building that's 15, 20 years old. You've had tenants that have been there five, seven years, and you can't really raise the rents because they've been there forever. Well... You may want to use a little incentive. Say, look, I've got to raise rents, and here's what I will do. If you're willing to do this, I will repaint your unit and put new carpet. If you're willing to do that plus this, I will do this, but I want you to sign another two or three-year lease, and we will bump up your rent X dollars per month. It's just a way to increase your cash flow without losing your tenants that you've had. So it's another choice. Contract services performed by outside people on a regular basis, usually by competitive bid. Reference and work history should be reviewed and firms should be licensed and insured. Yeah, you know, you want to make sure that someone who's coming out there doing electrical or plumbing have licensed and insured. Resident managers, usually properties with 20 or more units employ a resident manager. You want somebody on the property, you know, and that manager reports to the manager of the owner, and they should be hired by the property manager or the employee. I mean, employees should be hired by the property manager or the employee. Yeah. You know, you get a big property, you don't want to be called in the middle of the night, saying, oh, my, my toilet doesn't flush. You know, that's what the property manager is. That you buy enough units, you can afford to give the uh, manager a place to live, make them happy, maybe a handyman, and you can have a a, a property that's going to generate positive cash flow. Marketing the space. Advertising and display, classified aids are still most important median. Uh, you put the rent size address. People still look in the newspapers for classified ads for places to rent. You know, uh, apartment guides. Yeah, they're out there. You know, if you've got an apartment building, you put them in there. Broker get paid a fee or a commission if I bring somebody in to your space. You will pay me something for that opportunity for me to bring in a potential tenant. There are some strategies in rentals when re- when units are priced correctly. All the units will nearly have the same occupancy. So all the same size will have about the same. The optimum rental rates are best determined by market analysis. You want to see what your competition is doing and you don't want to be too high you don't want to be too low. You have what's called a show list, a few apartments, you know, not more than three that are available for viewing and the apartments don't rent should be inspected. Yeah, you know, someone comes in and they say, well, we'd like to see a three bedroom. Oh, well, we only have twos. Well, you know, If you're advertising that you have threes, better have threes, you know. So, Uh, apartments that do not rent should be inspected. Yeah, you might want to go in and look and say, geez, you know, we've had this on the market now for six months. What's the problem? Oh, look, outside there's this big hedge or whatever, you know, or the dumpster or something like that. Oh, let's move that. Because someone walks in and goes, oh, I don't want to sit behind the dumpster or, you know, whatever that thing is that's causing people not wanting to rent it. Essentials of a valid lease. Complete legal names of the parties. Legal description of the property. Contract capacity, legal purpose. Consideration or the amount of rent. Term of occupancy. What are you going to use it for? Rights and obligations. And in writing and signed if, if more than a year. I want everyone on that lease that's going to be a party to that lease. Tenant management problems. Most occur because of maintenance request. The manager must immediately tell tenants if request is covered. Use a standard form. The manager should contract tenant to ensure work has been completed. They come in and say, look, my toilet's have been leaking for the last six weeks. Well, did you check the float? You know, some things are simple, but if it's something that's really, really bad, you should be right on it. Part of the Landlord-Tenant Act. Chapter 83, Florida Statute, the Florida Residential Landlord and Tenant Act, outlines the rights and duties of landlords and tenants. The law intent was to create a reasonable balance between the two parties. The law includes specific rules for handling security deposits and advanced rents. So, again, in the long and the short of it, if you're going to be in the rental management business, it's a completely separate business entity within the real estate industry but you don't have to get another license so if you're going to do you know investment properties there's an opportunity to make a very lucrative income so that's the end of unit number 14 and that's the end of this course material again Vinnie DeRosa, florida real estate Hi, this is Cousin Vinny. Our sponsor, floridarealestateuniversity.com, meets state-mandated Florida real estate education, offering pre-licensed, post-licensing, and continuing education courses so you can learn it from the comfort of your home or on the road. Visit our sponsor, floridarealestateuniversity.com. Please take time to visit our sponsors at cousinvinnynetwork.com. Without them, this network would not be possible. That's Network.